Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the CX Cast. I am co-host Angelina Jenis, along with Adele Sage. Hey, Adele. Hey, Angelina. Today, we have a colleague joining. It's Kareem Cardona-Smiths. She's a senior analyst based actually in the Netherlands, and she is on the CX research team. Hey, Kareem. Hi, Angelina. Hi, Adele. Hello. So we are excited. Well, I personally am excited to talk about this topic today. It's specific to design teams, but it's relevant to an entire organization and the way that we work and the way that we put out great products and services. We're going to be talking about how design teams work in the Agile methodology. And Kareen, I have to be honest with you, when I worked in design teams, Agile was always like an extra thing we had to learn how to do, extra rules we had to follow when we just wanted to do UX research and do design. So tell me a little bit about why design teams need to get involved in Agile and what you're seeing in the research. Sure. And what you describe is, I think, what all the designers would would tell us about their experience. Combining both, right, having design teams and agile teams work together just ensures that you can create products that are going to be valuable for customers, products that match user needs and will be seen as something that people would want to use or buy, which is good for business. The promise that, that comes from agile is to make the creation of products faster. And I think that's what Everyone hears uh, all stakeholders wanting to transform their organizations and start using agile methodology here. Let's deliver things faster. And that's great. But what they forget is that that means still to deliver valuable products faster. And so what designers bring to the table is that aspect, is making sure that you're going to create something that will have value for the end user that will meet needs uh, of a customer and will provide a good experience um, in general with that, with that product. Now, it's true that very often, and what I hear from designers who have to make the shift and start working agile, sometimes I just hear, well, it doesn't work. Agile doesn't work for design. It cannot work. And that's hard because then you're like in that conflict of you know, having to work in a way that you think is not going to work for you. But I think that what that shows is a big misunderstanding of both what agile methodologies are and what the design methodology is. And it's even harder to make those two worlds work together when you as a designer is brought in the picture too late in the process when things have been already developed and you're just expected to polish things a little bit and you don't have time to help the team go towards what's good design and, and make those solutions earlier. So it, it sounds as though there's two big challenges here. The first is that design teams get brought in too late. And the second is that there's a misunderstanding of how agile and design can work together. In this case, when you're talking about design, what's the scope there? Does this include research? Is it only design design, for lack of a better term? What's included in, in this definition? Yeah, I think I include in the design term everything that starts with user research up to 
interface design, visual design, and interaction design. So it's the whole process. Oh, design design. That's yes, what. <laughs> that's what you call design design. That's, that's indeed. So yeah, that includes the discovery research that is part of the design process. And that is a, a very important moment in the design process, right? We, we tend to want to spend more time in that discovery phase to really make sure we understand customers, we understand users, we understand their context of use, so we can think about better solutions to match those. Yeah, that sounds really important. And if you're brought in, when it's about just making a few screens prettier, then it's too late, right? So you don't have time anymore to bring the most valuable thing you can uh, with your practice. So when designers are complaining that they aren't brought into the process early enough, who's making these decisions? How have you seen this resolved? That's not an easy thing to, to solve because I think often the result of being brought in too late in the process is because the organization is making the shift towards Agile without really mastering what the Agile practice means or misunderstanding it. So I'm not sure there's one person that could be responsible for that. It could be sometimes just uh, the lack of understanding of the Agile practice itself or just, you know, the lack of resources for just producing products. We don't have time. We don't have money for design. We're just going to do the minimal thing and we're going to focus on shipping, shipping things as fast as we can. It's not an easy thing to solve, sadly. It goes with the agile transformation at the organizational level, I think. Yeah, and it's also, it's a cultural effort. I remember the Adobe design team started handing out capes to people who mentioned design in meetings, who advocated for the design team's participation in things because they wanted to celebrate when they were being included in the process properly. So it's as much a cultural effort to get everyone working together the right way as a process. Yes, and it can also be even harder in very high-tech types of cultures where historically products have been led by engineers. And, and I mean, they did the design the best way they could at the time, you know, um, because there was no real design profession uh, as the ones that we know today. Eventually, they had maybe, a, I don't know, in the time I was working in in web development, you had webmasters or web designers, and that was the sole professions uh, that we would talk about. Today, we have professions like from user researcher, interface designers, um, service designers, product designers. The range of the design profession is, is like broader, but there's still some, I think there are still some teams that are not used to, to work with they're, they're just don't, they're not familiar with the design process. So it's hard to, to bring those two together. It can be a, kind of like a, a clash in, in culture and, and different frames of reference that, well, they are what they are. Uh, the design process works well for the designers and the agile process can work very well for product development teams who are used to have a cadence of deliveries and just Fitting something more in in the sprint um, is also hard for for them. 
I may not be a, a scrum master like you and, and my my knowledge of agile is it's certainly limited, but my understanding is that there are different models for how it works, like scaled agile, for example. Are any of the models better at incorporating design into them, or is it a universal problem no matter what kind of model you're using for your agile methodology? That's a funny uh, thing, is that if you look back to the very agile manifesto principles that lay down the foundation for all the agile methodologies, you will find mention of good design as like parts of those principles, right? So it's a combination of technical excellence and good design is, is one of the agile principles. Now, if we look at Scrum, for instance, there's no role for a designer. There's a product owner, a Scrum master, and a development team. The development team just got renamed now into just developers. So you can think of a developer as someone who's building something, like including uh, quality insurance specialists, data model architects as well, and designers can fit in there. But developers' term still feels like there's no fit for design eventually. The scaled agile framework, uh, save with the, uh, the fifth version, that is the latest one, I think, added design thinking as part of a core competency. So it's now visible in the framework. And I'm hoping that it's going to help companies adopt the right, the right behaviors and give a seat at the table to design teams early in the process, earlier in the, in the process. But so one way to try to work together and overcome those differences and, and the misunderstandings that we can hear when we hear like agile doesn't work for design is to go back to fundamentals and to, to read the agile manifesto really helps when you can start highlighting common grounds and see that good design is mentioned as part of uh, that core agility. And I think it's a good way to remind product teams who might forget about it, who do not have time or do not have resources for, for design that, hey, then, you know, you're missing half of the work and we should consider making it work for having at least the time to, to do some user research and, and some, some design research that requires some depth before going into polishing interfaces. Any designers that stand out to you that have really done well to get everyone on board? Yes, I, I remember someone that I interviewed for this report who's a product manager in a B2B e-commerce company, at, um, if I recall, Spryker in, in Germany. She started introducing the value of user research and communicating it, putting personas so that that were like made after the, the design team was doing some research. She started using them as the subject of their, of their user stories in the backlog. So it was not anymore, you know, as a user, I want to be able to do this, but it was, I turned into as Lisa, which is one particular persona, I want to be able to do that. And that that's working so well that the entire company now knows who Lisa is. and. They sometimes make fun of that uh, product manager telling, well, Lisa is her imaginary friends. 
Or sometimes, you know, some customer service agent told her, oh, I just talked to Lisa. I had her on the phone. I helped her solve an issue. <laughs> that really worked well. And I think there's a good opportunity there for, for designers to help the development teams connect with customers and understand them using those artifacts such as personas and bringing them to the sprint plannings, right? Trying to force the team to move from the non-very personal user term into maybe Lisa or Eric or whomever name you're using for your personas. That will help the connection between the team and, and the, the customer. I love that example. It seems to make so much sense when you say it, but I, I'm sure that there are very few companies that are actually doing it. So I, I hope that, that that's a good example for our listeners as a very concrete thing that they could try to use. They probably have personas that they've developed and to try to link that in to their agile methodology makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, actually write it in as opposed to make the persona say job done. Okay, now let's do the user stories. That's great. Exactly. Then you, you keep in mind who you're working for and, and what you're trying to achieve. And I think that also helps giving the development team just purpose. What are we trying to build? We're, we're trying to help this customer that has a name and uh, that we know about do something better with our product. Yeah, the word connection comes to mind for me, that they can feel more connected to the people they're actually designing for, even if it's a persona that represents those people, it's still a, a stronger connection than a you know, generic user. Definitely. What are some of the other things that companies are doing to get this right? I think another thing that can work and help everyone collaborate and work together is to think about how you're measuring success. And I think there's a, a big role for designers to take there is to reframe things from, because I hear a lot of teams being rushed into, you know, just delivering something. But what matters is not that you make your deadline or that you do the release that you committed to be doing in time, is that you're bringing value to the end user and reframing the metrics that you're using to assess the team's success can be a good way for designers to showcase the purpose behind the product and what you're trying to achieve and, and have probably a more comfortable way to collaborate uh, with product teams. So that means shifting from what we call outputs metrics versus you know outcomes metrics. So what is it that we're trying to achieve? Maybe it's, I don't know, increasing the retention on our products by X amount of percent or improving the success rate of our customers to complete these top tasks by X, improving the feedback that we're getting on this feature by that amount. So UX metrics are the ones that can help you express success in terms of outcomes and, and not outputs. So that, that can help the shift. I think that bears repeating that we're letting go of output metrics and instead focusing on outcome metrics. Exactly. Such a small distinction, but so meaningful. It is. And I think it also, it also matches with the trends that we're seeing in, in the development world. The development speed is now continuous. You know, you're continuously releasing codes and updates. 
So releasing code doesn't really matter anymore. It's not how you can measure success. You, you have to find a different way to express it. Corinne, this has been wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us, for helping us understand what we can do to help agile and design teams work together better. So thank you for being a guest on the show. Thank you for inviting me. And thanks everyone for listening. We will be back with another episode of the CX Cast. Thanks so much. Thank you.